You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the show. I hope you all are doing well. Plenty to get to on this edition of Locked On Cougars, but halfway through the work week and still plenty of news out there floating around. We do need to take some time today to reflect back on the life and legacy of former BYU assistant coach and former interim head coach Tony Engel, his unfortunate passing due to COVID-19 earlier this week. We'll also talk some BYU football. An interesting mock draft put out by Pro Football Focus that features two Two prominent BYU football players or two former BYU football players that we need to get to. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Some updates with regards to National Signing Day on the horizon. Plenty to touch on on today's show. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends over at betonline.ag as well as our good friends over at Built Bar. We'll tell you about both of those companies a little later on in today's podcast. So there you go. Kind of the roadmap of what we're going to cover on today's podcast. Let's waste no more time and break into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 20th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. A quick reminder for you guys, make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in on this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a whole litany of other podcast providers. But additionally, leave us a rating and review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and the metrics still indicate the majority, the vast majority of you still use Apple or iOS devices to listen to this. Make sure to leave us a rating and review. Those five-star ratings are worth their weight in podcast gold, but additionally, love hearing your guys' insights and your thoughts on the podcast via the comments as well. Getting going here on a Wednesday edition of the show, and let's talk a little bit about the legacy of former BYU assistant coach and former interim head coach Tony Engel. Passed away after two weeks on a ventilator due to COVID-19, age of 68, and I don't know how much I can add to the conversation that hasn't already been said about Tony Engel. One of the most personable people I have ever had the chance of associating with and was on a very, very brief basis. But I can tell you guys this much. I have a unique connection to the era that he was coaching in at BYU due to some family connections. Uh, Many of you probably remember the Sports West production days when BYU had their home games uh, produced by Sports West. A lot of times they were broadcast on KSL 5 here in Salt Lake City. Many of you remember that. And I have a family member who was part of that crew, helped build that network from the ground up and offered uh, me a little more access to that era of BYU basketball than most. And Right during that era, obviously, Tony Engel takes over in the aftermath of Roger Reed being fired at the beginning of that 1996-1997 season. Goes on to record an 0-19 record as the interim head coach for BYU, that 1-25 year that was rather forgettable. It was the just the kind of the bottom of the barrel when it came to BYU basketball, but 
you know what? I, I had a chance that year to go watch some BYU basketball games from the background, from the from behind the scenes. I got to see how Sports West kind of ran things due to my family member, my family connection to that, and had some brief opportunities to get to know Coach Engle and speak with him. And we're talking in 1996-1997, your host, myself, Jay Catch. I'm 9 and 10 years old. I, I was a young buck. And I really came away very impressed with Coach Engle, who's one of those personable people. And that stuck with me from the time I was a young pup interacting with him. And to see him passing away now kind of it just uh, it makes you reflect on, okay, how serious this pandemic actually is. It's taking people who are the, the salt of the earth. And uh, many people out there can tell you more stories about Tony Engel and their interactions with him. I've seen some great stories from guys like Sean Walker, Jeff Call, Dick Harmon, uh, many out there. And the, the legend, the, the background of Tony Engel is just him being a great overall person. After his time at BYU, he went uh, back uh, to Georgia and got uh, things going. Uh, we actually was a scout with the Utah Jazz for a couple of years, but then in, in 2000, got back into coaching at Kennesaw State in Georgia in his home state and uh, ended up winning a 2004 NCAA Division II National Championship. He helped the Owls transition to Division I basketball ahead of the 2005-2006 season where he remained until 2011 when he was fired following an 8-23 season. But nobody, literally nobody that I have ever talked about with Tony Engel have a, have a bad word to say about this man. A man of faith, a man of family. He was more than a coach to many of the players that had the chance to associate with him. He was a mentor. He was a father figure. He did so many great things for the programs he coached at. And I've just mentioned BYU and Kennesaw State. Uh, he spent multiple years at Dolphins. Dalton State relaunching their basketball program and won an NAIA National Championship just two years later. He then retired in August of 2018. Uh, he wrote a book uh, called I Don't Mind Hitting the Bottom, I Just Hate Dragging. And many of, pe- many of the people out there, many of you listening to this podcast who know anything about Coach Engel can remember some of the legendary one-liners. And there's just so many of them going on. And uh, talking in that book that I just mentioned, he had this quote, and this is from Sean Walker's work at KSL.com, saying, quote, uh, this is about when they landed uh, Sean Bradley, seven foot six star from Emory High School, and he said that, quote, we were all jumping around, up and down, laughing and hugging. We celebrated in the great Mormon tradition by ordering a round of milkshakes, unquote. That's kind of the epitome of what Coach Engel was all about. So to lose him is to lose a bright light in the world, and I want to issue our our condolences to the entire Engel family. His son, Izzy, is a coach at Timpanogos High School and a great coach at that. And he's a reflection of his father and doing great work there. So, you know what? I, like I said, I don't have a lot to uh, add to the conversation about Coach Engel. But I just want to say that BYU, the BYU family, once you're a Cougar, you're always a Cougar. And to lose a guy like Tony Engel, it's a, it's a loss for the world because he was a great, great man. And like I said, our condolences, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Engel family at this time. All right, we'll get to some more positive topics here in just a minute. Some good news on the BYU basketball front. Some hype for at least one prospect that I did not expect from Pro Football Focus when it comes to the upcoming NFL draft. We'll touch on that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, folks. And I don't need to tell you guys much about Built Bar that I haven't said already, but I can tell you this much. I absolutely love when I get a chance to eat my Built Bar each day. I kind of limit myself to one. I, I, it's something I've just resolved to do because I don't want to 
go through my orders too quickly, but I can tell you this much. Every time I sit down to eat that built Bar, I absolutely love it. And I would encourage you guys to give them a shot if you haven't done so already. The best part at BuiltBar.com is you can customize whatever you want to order. They have 18 different flavors, and they have a, what do they call it, a, a box that's like a sampler where it has actually all 18 flavors in the box, if I'm not mistaken. And you can give it a shot and see what flavors you like for your next order, and then customize your boxes from there on out. The best part is right now at BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code Locked On when you get there to save yourself 20% on your next order. So save some money on the best-tasting protein bars out there there. Like I said, 18 unique flavors, all of them covered in 100% chocolate. These bars are soft and easy to chew. They're absolutely delicious. I love them. Can't encourage you guys enough to give them a shot if you haven't done so already. So once again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, save yourself 20% with that promo code Locked On, and enjoy the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. All right, guys, let's take a minute today and talk a little bit more about the NFL draft upcoming. Obviously, there's a lot of conversations going on about Zach Wilson, where he'll ultimately land, whether it's number two with the New York Jets. And by the way, I know many of you probably know this. If you don't already, I am actually a professed, a, a diehard San Francisco 49ers fan. And I would love to see Zach Wilson playing for the 49ers. I will freely admit that. But if he is going to land with the New York Jets, Robert Sala, the new head coach for the Jets, the former defensive coordinator for the 49ers, I would tell you what, I'd actually be very happy to have Zach Wilson playing for that man. He seems like a very good coach, a guy who understands what's going on. I know he's got a defensive background, but I think he understands the value of having a high-level coach high-level quarterback, excuse me, to build around. And I think the hope is that the Jets can get things untracked here with a guy like Sala at the helm. And having a hot-shot quarterback like like Zach Wilson running things for you would be nice. Obviously, Sam Darnold's still there. There's still a lot to be resolved with that. But that's not the, the main reason I'm talking about the NFL draft today. It is because Pro Football Focus put out a mock draft earlier this week. It might have been yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, that caught my eye because not only Zach Wilson being mentioned in his latest mock draft and this is Seth Galina of Pro Football Focus and he actually had an interesting thing about this saying that yeah, he has Zach Wilson going to the 49ers at number 12 which hey as a 49ers aficionado, I'm all for it. And Galena says, well, 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 if it isn't the 49ers finding their quarterback of the future after Kyle Shanahan continued to speak in unbelievably, unbelievably vague terms about Jimmy Garoppolo. He continues, the Niners could easily trade up for a quarterback, but they'll be as ecstatic if Wilson falls to them. The BYU product in the, played in the same wide zone offense that Shanahan runs, so he would fit in. The question is whether his success in that offense in 2020 was due to how that offense operates. It's one thing to become Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Matt Schaub, and the likes you get when you get to the NFL, but you've better not have seen one of those, but you have better not have seen, excuse me, but you better not have already been one of those guys in college. And all the guys he mentioned were starter caliber guys in the NFL. So that's to be argued. But then the interesting one came at number 21. Galena mentions Brady Christensen as a first round draft pick going to the Indianapolis Colts. 
And here's the quote from Galena. He's saying, quote, we're living in a world where Philip Rivers gives it one more go before retiring. So with the retirement of longtime tackle Anthony Costanzo, a tackle replacement is in order. Christensen was a monster this past season, allowing only four pressures the whole season while mauling in the run game. I believe someone will fall in love with this kid and take him a bit early, especially with there being a bit of a gap between the top two tackles and the rest in this class. Okay. If Brady Christensen goes first round, he made 159 million percent the right decision to leave school early. You get first round money as an offensive tackle, man, good on you. As I've said previously on this podcast and talking with people who evaluate NFL draft talent for a living, there are teams who absolutely love Brady Christensen and other ones who, I guess, quote unquote, hate his game. It's all a matter of fit. And if a program, a franchise, not a program, a franchise falls in love with Brady Christensen, seeing him go in the first round would be absolutely stellar. When was the last time you're probably asking that BYU had two first round draft picks? Well, that'd be the year of our Lord, 1987, the same year that yours truly was born, uh, when Jason Buck and Sean Knight were both taken in the first round. It'll be the first first round draft pick with Zach Wilson alone since Ziggy Ansah was taken by the Detroit Lions at number five overall. Overall, but man, it has been 33 years since BYU has two players taken in the first round of the NFL draft. If that happens, you're you're talking about one of the all-time draft classes in BYU football history because you still have guys like Dax Milne out there, Tristan Hodge, Chandon Herring. Isaiah Kafusi. There are a number of guys who could be picked up in this draft, and this could be one of the all-time great BYU draft classes, and funny enough, it comes on the heels of a season that we haven't seen for, what, more than a decade? It goes to show that I think Kalani Sitake is doing the right thing when evaluating talent, bringing it in, and developing it. Brady Christensen was a two-star prospect. Zach Wilson, a three-star prospect. Unremarkable by many accounts, but these guys are being mentioned as first-round potential draft picks. I am working on getting guys like Zach Wilson and Brady on this podcast to talk about it, but it is fascinating, just fascinating to me to see Brady Christensen shooting up into the first round in projections for the NFL draft. Like I said, the the evaluators, the talent evaluators I have talked to, there are some who absolutely love love Brady Christensen. There are other program, other teams who say, you know what? It's just not our guy. So it's got to be the right fit for him. There's no doubt about that. And the issue is he's got to be able to prove that he's testing well. He's working with Duke Robinson down there in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And the name Duke Robinson probably doesn't ring a bell to a ton of you guys. But those of you who do pay attention to the NFL draft, and in particular, offensive line talent, Duke Robinson is essentially the gold standard if you want to get ready for the NFL draft. He does a great job preparing these guys for the testing that will take place. And we do need to talk about the combine. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But he does a fantastic job getting these guys into tip-top shape so they can test their absolute best whenever they're able to get in front of NFL talent, uh, evaluators, scouts, front office personnel, GMs, head coaches, the like. And Brady Christensen, folks, he's a really, really good athlete. And the pictures I'm seeing from him working out there with Duke Robinson down there in Dallas, he's looking long and lean. And here's hoping that lends itself to some very impressive numbers as he tries to uh, bolster his draft stock. Now, a word on the NFL Combine. For all intents and purposes, the NFL Combine that you're expecting to see this year is not going to take place. It appears that because of the COVID-19 concerns, you will not have the 300 or so 
athletes uh, congregating in Indianapolis for all of the festivities, the running of the 40-yard dash, the on-field drills, the testing, uh, the underwear Olympics, as many people call them. It sounds like they will rely instead on pro days at teams' home venues. So BYU will have their pro day. They usually have it the last week of March, traditionally. They'll have NFL scouts. I'm sure there'll be many more than usual in Provo for that because it sounds like the NFL is opting to let those numbers, and they're going to try and implement some standards to have the numbers stand up pretty well and be comparable, if at all possible, so that these evaluators can really get solid numbers and make their evaluations off that, and then do all of the other stuff, the interviews, the talking with uh, coaches when you uh, have your quote-unquote job interviews, for the NFL draft. That's all going to be done via Zoom and online means. So a very different year with regards to the combine. I know a lot of people out there enjoy going to Indianapolis. It's like a who's who of the NFL world congregate there in Indy for the combine. But that makes it very important for BYU's Pro Day, which is actually really, really well run. Uh, The way they've run it the past, I'd say, four or five years, they've tried to bring it up to par with what the NFL does with the NFL combine or what you see from top level uh, programs in college football. And that's a very encouraging sign that BYU is actually going to be able to take advantage of the way they've set things up. Obviously, uh, competing at ele- elevation will have its both its positives and its negatives. Uh, there was, there's been a legendary story about Utah, and I know the, the Utes are kind of like persona non grata on this podcast because they are a rival, but there's stories about the fastest turf on earth being up on the hill in Salt Lake City. Well, BYU has shown some pretty interesting numbers with regards to 40-yard dash over the years. I can think of some incredible numbers, like Mitch Matthews, I think, ran like a 4-3. And Mitch is a long-limbed athlete. I don't believe he's a 4-4 guy, but running in the 4-3s is just insane. The good news is that that combine, those numbers coming from Pro Day this year may hold extra weight for guys like Brady Christensen and Zach Wilson. And if uh, what Seth Galina believes is going on here, both of them could make a mark that's 30-plus years in the making with two first-round draft picks. That would be absolutely fascinating, and we'll have to wait and sit back and see what happens here. But there's a lot riding on this and the good news is I think people are taking note of what BYU is doing as a program. Kalani Satake has been more than willing to allow NFL personnel to come visit practices sit in on meetings, watch practice, watch film, do all that stuff so they can get the best intel they can get on BYU players and they've been all over games this year especially watching Zach Wilson so Good news for BYU football fans is the talent that Kalani Satake and his program have discovered and developed. Well, it's going to be picking up steam here in the NFL draft. And that's not to say the guy like Dax Milne is a former walk-on. He's probably going to be a draft pick. So there's just a lot to break down. We'll continue to track this moving forward and talk about it in the lead-up to the draft. There's still a couple of months to go here. But it's really cool to see BYU's players from this stellar 2020 program, 2020 season, get an opportunity now at the next level. And the hope is, as I've said previously on this podcast as well, is that you can take advantage of of this free publicity, this top publicity you're getting from the NFL draft and use it in recruiting if you're BYU. you got to go out and sell it and tell these young men, hey, you can come here and you can be Zach Wilson. You can be Brady Christensen. You can be the next Dax Milne. Insert player you think is going to get drafted here. That's what BYU needs to take advantage of. And I think they're 
not dumb enough to to not realize that, but they just need to continue to capitalize on it if at all possible. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on that, and I'm I'm really interested to see how the combine circuit works out this year with pro days taking on an extra precedence and everything going on like that. All right, coming up here in just a moment, I, I, I made a joke yesterday building off a topic coming out of the University of Tennessee that some of you responded to on Twitter, and we'll get to some of your responses as well as catching up on some other news and notes with BYU Sports involved. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag, and I can't encourage you guys enough to take advantage of the welcome bonus they're offering our listeners. Let's back up a little bit and tell you a little bit. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. They want to help you guys out have success in the sports betting realm. If you want to get off of the couch and get in on the action, do it at betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account now, and when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On and save yourself, excuse me, not save yourself, give yourself 50%, a welcome bonus of 50%, courtesy of our friends at BetOnline. It's a great way to have some fun and really get yourself, I guess, even more invested in the sports events you're watching, whether it's NFL playoffs, NBA basketball, college hoops, prop bets and sports, as well as just everyday life, uh, the media, that type of stuff. They've got it all for you guys at betonline.ag. So give it a shot. Use that promo code locked on and get, your, get yourself that 50% welcome bonus when you go online now to bet online. Once again, that's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, as we go out on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's run down some of the news and notes you need to know about BYU sports we haven't touched on quite yet. First off, a congratulations to Lauren Gustin, BYU star forward for the women's basketball program. She was named the Women's Basketball Player of the Week by the West Coast Conference for January 18th, 2021. She racked up a game-high 16 rebounds and poured in 12 points as the Cougars beat St. Mary's 80-63 to last week. Her double-double in that game was her seventh of the season. She also had three assists and two steals in 36 minutes of action. That's a fantastic showing for her, and congratulations, a well-deserved honor. It is her first WCC Player of the Week honor. It's the second of the season. Shaylee Gonzalez got that back in late November, November 30th, 2020. So congratulations to Lauren Gustin on that award. Additionally, yesterday, I uh, had my big expansive debriefing on BYU's offensive line that we talked about. Had a couple of my sources reach out to me yesterday and indicate, hey, Jake, a couple of things to note. And main, one main thing is that Mo Unatoa, who I talked about as a potential replacement of both guard and or tackle for BYU as they try and rebound from 2020 and the losses they're suffering at both of those positions, well, he was actually moved to defensive line midway through last season. There's, it's unknown if he will return turn to the offensive line. So that could take another body out of the mix for BYU along that offensive line. And I'm telling you what, it looks more and more like BYU's really going to need the young guys coming in. Elia Miguel is a true freshman, only 17 years old. He's going to have an opportunity to compete right away. Guys like Tyson Lewis, Campbell Barrington, they're going to come in as return missionaries and be expected to contribute right away as well and bolster the depth. There is an opportunity here for a lot of young players to get playing time that's probably been hard to come by over the past few years, but you really do need the leaders of that unit along that offensive line to really grow up fast and really be able to take the bull by the horns and carry things forward. So I'll be sure to do another uh, edition of the debriefings tomorrow. 
haven't decided what to, uh, what position group I want to touch on, but if you have a position group you'd like me to touch on sooner rather than later, reach out. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, all at Locked On Cougars, or my personal Twitter feed is out there, at Jacob C. Hatch, and you always email the show as well, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Drop in with your questions, your thoughts for future debriefing sessions, Thoughts, tips, insider knowledge, whatever you got. Love hearing from you guys. I'd love to do a Twitter mailbag segment this week on the podcast. If you've got questions about anything BYU-wise, reach out now. Be happy to address them for you and get them answered if I can't answer them straight up. Now, finally, on our way out the door, uh, news coming out yesterday from Tennessee where Jeremy Pruitt was fired due to some pretty uh, big uh, allegations of improprieties with regards to recruiting. Uh, The Dan Patrick show saying that the recruiting staff at Tennessee was leaving cash in McDonald's bags for recruits on their visits. Yes, McDonald's bags. And I threw it out on the Locked On Cougars Twitter feed yesterday. I said, so if BYU were to have quote-unquote bag men, in theory, how do you think they'd be delivering cash and gifts to recruits and student-athletes? Well, you guys took that and ran with it. Let's run down some of the fun responses. The Blue Brethren, a great follow, at Blue Brethren, uh, responded with a picture of doTERRA essential oils. (laughs) So instead of the lavender you're looking for, hey, here's a Benjamin or three for you. That's actually not a bad one. Well done, Blue Brethren. Jacob Hibbard at Hibbard J saying the missionaries dropped by with a box of, quote, copies of the Book of Mormon. Wink, wink. It's not a bad one, Jacob. Well done there. Dallin Hickson, at Dallin Hickson, saying 44-ounce fizz cups full of Benjamins. There you go. Fizz, uh, swig, whatever your preferred dirty diet soda stop of choice is. That good one there. Landon Sorensen saying Bam Bam's Barbecue would be doing it. Uh, I'm sure Cam Treyu probably doesn't want his name associated with that. But, hey, I love Bam Bam's Barbecue. Cam, let's talk advertising. Let's sit over brisket and talk about it. Uh, others, uh, Matthew at Swanee at Matt Chu Swan saying inside bottles of creamery chocolate milk. The stuff is so thick nobody would be able to see if the bottle was stuffed with money crying laughing emoji that's a good one swanee so big thank you to all of you who weighed in with those and if you've got more ideas for it pretty fascinating to use a mcdonald's bag full of cash to lure athletes to come play in knoxville and you know what how much did it help them byu went there and won in double overtime still one of the funnest trips i have ever made to cover a byu football game and i'm looking forward to more like that but that was a fun one uh rocky top well worth the trip and if you ever get the chance to go watch a game there in knoxville i would highly encourage you guys take advantage of that okay one more final thing and i probably should have mentioned this earlier on on today's podcast but home field apparel many of you out there probably know who this company is they're based in indiana they make the most incredible gear if you're a college sports fan and they just dropped a brand new run of byu shirts and hoodies out there and i'm telling you Run, don't walk, and order that gear now. I own a couple of shirts from Home Field, and I'm looking forward to getting some of these BYU ones into my rotation. I'm telling you, they are the most comfortable shirts I have ever worn. I have worn shirts from companies like Homage. I've worn shirts from Nike, Adidas. You can name any sports apparel company out there, and yours truly has worn a shirt or 3,000 from them. And I'll tell you what. 
Home Field Apparel are the most comfortable shirts I have ever worn, bar none. Check them out now. The new BYU run is absolutely stellar. They did an incredible job uh, pulling retro logos and having some fun with them. There's a Fighting Cougars shirt that's on a white t-shirt. I can tell you this much. That shirt has already been ordered by myself. So give them a shot. Go to Home Field Apparel. Search out the BYU stuff. And the best part is, coming up here in a couple of days, Birdie may mention this to y'all, but there's going to be a promo code from a certain podcast you may or may not be listening to right now that could help save you some money on that. So stay tuned for that. Once we officially have the clearance on that, I'll pass along the promo code and how you can save some money on that. But right now, take advantage of it. Get the home field apparel. Looking forward to have them working with us here on Locked On Cougars. But that new BYU gear, as the kids like to say, it is fire. All right. I'm done now. I'm going to sign off, but a big thank you for your support of the podcast. It's been a blast to be with you guys today. Hope you guys are all having a great day whenever you hear this. We'll be back tomorrow looking ahead with another debriefing for BYU football coming out of the 2020 season. Looking ahead to this fall, uh, previewing BYU taking on the Portland Pilots at the Marriott Center tomorrow night. Portland's not good, but hey, we'll still break it down for you. Talk a little bit about what to expect from that contest and a whole lot more. Enjoy the whatever's left of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for january 20th 2021 and we will talk to you guys tomorrow